everyone, and welcome to another episode of HP Critical Podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. Jarrell is my name, uh, podcasting is my game, and I'm joined by Gabe. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Kelly. Hi, guys. And Brandon. What's up, people? What's good? Uh, so, first of all, welcome back to Kelly and Gabe. We missed you guys so much last we week. We missed there you guys so much. Too many penises here. It was crazy. I'm so happy to have you both back. Uh, Gabe, I hope you had a wonderful birthday. We gave you both a shout out, so make sure you listen. Get a uh, lovely thanks. Shout out from, of from course, I listened. Why wouldn't I listen? Uh, so, yeah, welcome back. Uh, I missed you. I'm sure all the listeners missed you guys. Um, and E3 has come and gone. And of course, that's what we're going to talk about. So we're going to do a very quick wrap up of E3. And for anyone listening, just so you guys are aware, uh, we, we're going to keep it really positive. So we're only going to talk about three to five positive things every day. And then I'll, everyone's going to get at least one negative thing they had per day. We're going to try to wrap this up in a timely manner, because I know sometimes our podcast can last two or three hours. So we're going to go day by day. I'm going to announce all the big things that were talked about. And then we're just going to each talk about three things that we loved from that conference or any of those conferences on that day. And one thing that we kind of disliked. And let's just get started, I think, with uh, E3 Day 1. Mm-hmm. So of course, day one was Ubisoft, Gearbox, and Devolver Digital. Ubisoft had Rainbow Six Extraction, Riders Republic, uh, Rainbow Six Siege Crossplay and Cross Progression coming for uh, you know uh, PlayStation, Xbox, PC, etc. Just Dance 2022, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is getting an expansion. Siege of Paris. Um, there's also a Discovery Tour for Vike called Viking Age. There's more Valhalla expansions coming throughout the year. Far Cry 6 got a season pass. Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope was um, revealed, as was Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. That was from Ubisoft, which was very strange uh devolver had a few things that i'm not going to talk about you guys can bring it up if you want to and then gearbox was all about godfall coming to ps4 now with matchmaking and tiny tina's wonderlands also releasing so let's start with kelly day one of e3 is there anything that you could say that was positive that you like that interested you uh just dance i'm a fan so obviously the 2022 i'll probably be purchasing um I mean, nothing really else. Um, I guess Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I guess that's for Borderlands 3. So I'd probably check that out. Um, nothing else really do I care about. I saw some gameplay from like Avatar, uh, but I didn't really. I was just like, this is like so timed, oddly. Um, the movie came out like so long ago. Like what? I don't know. I was excited because it is an interesting world to think about being a part of, but I was just like, I'd kind of forgotten that Avatar existed, um, except they do have, you know, the Pandora at Disney World now. So yep, that they do. kind it's of beautiful, makes by the sense. Way. Yeah, I heard it's really, really, really accurate and nice. So, so is your yeah. one negative the uh, Pandora, random Pandora announcement? It's not, it's really not negative. It's just weird. I'm not, it's not even a negative thing. I think it looks pretty cool. I just, I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> We're doing this now, I guess. Literally, I was like, what? Like, this is y'all last surprise. Like, where does this come from? I guess because the second movie is in production or coming. I, I literally- All of those sequels are in production. They'll come out whenever, I guess. They're stop. supposed to come out and like, they have them on like the Wikipedia page, I think the years that they're supposed to come out, like 2022, mm-hmm. 2024, 2026. I'm like, that's ambitious. It's very ambitious. <laughs> As is this game. Uh, so, <laughs> Brandon, what about you? Day one. 
Yeah, so my 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 three things. There's two from Ubisoft and one from Devolver, actually. Um, the first one is Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. So I'll be real. I haven't played a whole lot of the first Mario Rabbit's game, um, but I did play a little bit of it last year during uh, when I did the Mario Day stream. And I actually quite liked it. It's a game that I have been meaning to go back to in a while. And knowing this, came, I have until 2022 to play the sequel before finishing that. That makes me feel good. It was a very cute looking trailer. I do like the... Uh, the XCOM like gameplay of the of the game, so I'll definitely give that a finish at some point. Um, the other thing Ubisoft was, I actually was pretty excited for Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora because I, uh, unlike a lot of people, have not forgotten that movie existed and actually quite love it. My mom has watched that movie way more than I have. I've probably seen Avatar over the ten or so years it's been out. Maybe three or four times, she's probably seen it in the double digits. She loves that movie. She like loves the color. She loves the the characters and all that stuff. So I guess by osmosis, it's just never really left my um memory space. So I'm very excited about it. You know, Ubisoft is usually pretty good at making these open world games. I'm excited to see what they'll do with Avatar. And for Devolver, um, just a, a quick note: if anyone hasn't seen the Devolver conference, just watch it because it's, it's not even about the games, honestly. Even if you don't care about the Devolver games, it's just their conferences are just so funny to watch, and they went out of the way to make sure you didn't have to watch the past ones to know what's going on because they were doing kind of like a story. But the joke was that they were throwing that out the window, just doing their own thing. But anyway, the thing from the Devolver that I liked was uh, a game called Trek to Yomi, which um, was like kind of like a it's like a side-scrolling black and white samurai film game. Like it looks really interesting design-wise, and the combat looked like really fluid. It's a game I'll be keeping my on my eye on. And it's you know I don't play a whole lot of Devolver games, but this one actually caught my interest, and I want to see more of it because it might be a game I cop next year. And that's pretty <laughs> much it. My positives for um, if I had to do one negative, honestly, I mean you don't have fact- to. I, I well I'll I'll do one. Just I just wanted to mention okay. that go, going back to the Devolver. I don't like that that wasn't on the E3 schedule. And that's maybe part of a bigger issue with the whole E3, that how 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 weird the whole scheduling was. But like this one got missed. So I didn't even know Devolver was doing their thing. And then it was like, oh, cool. And then I ended up watching it a day later as a result. I mean, it's not really like a live conference. It's just a video they drop on the YouTube channel when the time is supposed to come. So it wasn't that big a deal. But I was like, it still should have been included. That's that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, those are, my, those are mine. Gabe? one it was three positives and one negative right yeah three yeah. Right, so i'm gonna start off with my positive huh three, three to five, five positives if you three only got five, three okay. that's fine but yeah so i'm gonna start with my positives um i like that assassin's creed valhalla is getting the siege of paris expansion um mm-hmm. cool i'm still going through my weird viking phase that started in january i honestly don't know where it came from but it's still going strong um it's cool to also know that uh Valhalla is getting more expansions in the coming year because Assassin's Creed is such a big game and like I, I I'm really I really like how they've been like kind of doing like the whole like historical side but also ma- like mixing in all like the mystical stuff like if you play the last two games um uh, Odyssey and Origins one took place in ancient Egypt the other one took place in ancient Greece around that area and like Origins was like Egypt yeah i think origins was the egypt one and uh we just finished saying it and odyssey was odyssey yeah that's what it was yeah um, yeah yeah Yeah, i was spartan type um a lot of those like those games like they had like their historical value to it but then like you were Mm -hmm. also fighting like a minotaur or something so i think that's cool um Mm -hmm. i like wizards with a gun just because i saw someone someone (laughs) compared to like oh this is what happens when you give gandalf like a machine gun i was like (laughs) okay i can see that that's funny um 
And let me see anything else. No, I think those were. Oh, no. And my fourth one is a Godfall coming to PS4 because now Jarrell and I may have an actual third person to play the fucking game with. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'd have to say my negative is the Avatar one. Um, Damn. Like I Avatar was a good looking movie, whatever, but it was just so boring to me. And like, I feel like they've been trying to keep it relevant ever since I think like two years after it came out. It's always like, here comes the Avatar sequel. Here comes the Avatar sequel. And it's like, oh, it's pushed back. It's pushed back. Then finally, it's like, wait, but we have a game. I'm like, no, you. And then also one of the main reasons I don't like the game itself is because they said it's first person. I definitely feel like Avatar is a game that should be. In oh, is it first person? That's what I saw. That's what I read. Ooh, there was a there was a that screen... hurts my excitement for the lap, but continue. Yeah, there's a screen grab of it, and like you see, like all you see is your arms and your bow, and I'm like, oh no, not for Avatar. <laughs> oh, that's that's hard to hear. Ripperino. Ripperino. I'm not. I haven't completely written it off, but oof, then not for, not for an Avatar game. I don't think that works. Yeah. Personally, so day but... one for me. Oh, oh sorry. No, no, I was done. I was done. Okay, so day one for me, there were only two positives. One was the cast of Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Um, the, uh, hilarious people are involved in that. So I was like, okay, that makes me more confident about that. The other one was uh, the same thing that Gabe said, which is Godfall coming to PS4. I think it's going to be really great because I love Godfall. I think the more people you play it with, um, the more fun it is. And uh, the negative for that day, I think for me was Mario and Rabbids. Um, Damn. The sequel, only because, you know, as we all know, it literally got leaked like the morning of E3. Yeah, the, only, the leak was rough. The only big thing that Ubisoft had was already leaked. And I was like, <laughs> mm, this is, yeah, this is, this is you I'm know, you on that. I don't know. I guess, I guess that was, I was, I was just like, that's it. I guess there was anticipation for what was going to be shown. And then it was just mm -hmm. that. And I was like, oh, I saw all this stuff last year. So rip. Yeah. Um, moving on to day two. Day two. day two, of course, is the one of the biggest days that we saw because the first thing we got was the Xbox presentation. And Watch with Bethesda. that, we got, um, yes, Xbox and Bethesda, sorry. Yes. Uh, with that, we got um, Starfield coming exclusively to Xbox, uh, Stalker 2, Back for Blood, Contraband, which is a new co-op open world game from uh, Avalanche Games, Sea of Thieves, Yakuza coming to Game Pass, Battlefield 2042, pre-alpha gameplay, um, 12 Minutes, uh, Psychonauts 2, Doom Eternal, Fallout 76 information, Elder Scrolls, uh, optimized for Series X and S, uh, a new multiplayer game, Party Animals, Hades coming to Xbox and PlayStation, uh, Somerville, Halo Infinite having free multiplayer, um, uh, Halo campaign releasing this holiday, Diablo 2, A Plague Tale Re Requiem, the sequel, More Far Cry 6, Slime Rancher 2, Shredders from Foam Punch, Atomic Hearts trailer, um, a new game called Replace, Truman Doom, a grounded update, um, Among Us updates coming to Xbox, Eudian Chronicles, 100 Heroes, Rising, Age of Empires 4, Outer Worlds 2 was announced, Microsoft Flight Simulator is coming, Forza Horizon 5 is coming, and Redfall is coming. So I'm going to stop there. Um, does anybody have any positives about Xbox? Heck yeah. All right, let's oh, start with you, Gabe. I can't believe my son is so excited for that. <laughs> Can we edit that out? <laughs> Can wow. we edit that out? Wow. Um, so my positives for this one are actually quite a few. Uh, the Sea of Thieves, Captain uh, Jack Sparrow Disney collab. Um, I don't know if you guys play, but like Sea of Thieves, like when I play that, I play that game with a bunch of friends and we don't take it seriously. Like I'm literally shooting myself out of the cannon every two seconds because you don't take damage from that. So like, I feel like it's like the perfect like combo because it's like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, they're all a bunch of loonies. Um, so that's number one. Yeah. Uh, the second one would be the Halo Infinite free multiplayer because I have a PC and 
I'm going to download that because that's just, I mean, you know, even if you are not an Xbox fan, you always heard about Halo. You've seen Halo. You know what it is. Like, you see a figure of Master Chief and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's that guy from Halo. Um, So that's exciting. Um, Of course, the Elder Scrolls V optimized for Series XS. Anytime Skyrim gets any type of update, I'm going to cheer for that. And hold on, there was like one or two more. Um, oh, Age of Empires 4. I'm a big Age of Empires fan. And I did like the Battlefield 2042 pre-alpha gameplay. Is that all of yours? Those are your five? Yeah. I mean, there's a hey. six one. Where... <clears throat> was it five per conference five. or five per... It is three to five. The only no, no, no. I was I asking, was it five per the day? Because I have per day. The only reason okay. I separated this is because it was a really big list. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So, all right, yeah, then. You guys can have three for Xbox because um, I, I separated oh, this specifically sorry. because it was a really big list. No, no, oh, no. Oh, that's fine. great. Yeah, um, then then I'll expand mine's a little bit then because I only had two for X- yeah. About your I only had I only had uh two for Xbox originally, but if it's getting its additional ones, then yeah, I'll yeah, throw out some. Go, I'll, go cool. ahead. Awesome. So yeah, I'll agree with Gabe. I uh really excited about the Captain Jack Sparrow collab with Sea of Thieves. And the thing is, I've not actually played Sea of Thieves, but I have watched uh one Ninja Hippie Pirate on Twitter. Watch it. My good friend Kyle, we do play, uh stream on the uh, charity stream uh for charity gamers. But yeah, I've seen him play several times, and I've wanted to try it for like the longest. And, you know, that trailer got me and, you know, I like Captain, I, I love the Pirates of the Caribbean ones. Not as much as Wesley, our previous guest. Wesley is like the pirate guy, but I do love me some Pirates of the Caribbean. And then seeing that was like, yeah, you know what? I own Cena Thieves. It came with my freaking Xbox. So I was like, well, this could be a good time to just try if it's just coming to it, you know? And he's also a very big proponent for Sea of Thieves as well. Last time this is true. I have heard her talk about Sea of, Threes, sea of Thieves once or twice. So yeah, we have some we have some pirates in our in our midst. <laughs> yeah, I'll also agree with Halo. I've never personally owned a Halo game, but I played so much multiplayer with friends back in the day on 360. So I'm definitely excited about that. It may be the thing that makes me get an Xbox down the road. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, that's definitely a good one too. Uh, I would also say, even though it's so far away, Euden Chronicles looks really cool. Like I've never played Sweet Coden, which is it's like you know what's is it what it's inspired by, but I'm just still very excited to give that game a try because it looks gorgeous. If Octopath Traveler was an HD version of what 16-bit RPGs look like, I would say Euden Chronicles is what an HD version of PS1 RPGs would look like. So I think that's. <laughs> That's and that's a I know that's a weird thing to say, but that's definitely um, the comparison I would make. And you know that game is not scheduled to come out to 2023, but they're also throwing this other little side. They're also throwing this other like um, uh, spinoff like action game in 2022. So at least he has something to look forward to until that comes out. Yeah, that's my three for Xbox. I don't really have any negative to say about the Xbox. My negative for day two is not during the Xbox conference. I actually thought they had a pretty good conference overall. So I'll save that for later. Me? Yeah. Uh... So obviously back for blood, I'm pretty excited, but we've talked about that before. Um, I mean, it's something that we've kind of known about. I don't know if this is, did we already know the release date? I think so. I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Battlefield, I have played Battlefield and Battlefront. They're just the same game. So I guess I might play it. They're just like different skins, Uh, whatever. (laughs) It's not a lie. Fallout 76, I'm kind of mad because I want to, I kind of wanted to start playing Fallout. 
um maybe 76 and it was on sale on steam i didn't buy it and now it's full price i'm like eh, no uh i'm not paying 40 dollars for you sorry um i i don't know i always wanted to try outer worlds as well so maybe when two comes out um it always looked pretty good to me i thought it wasn't it supposed to be like space fallout or something? I think so. I've heard yeah. that similar. Space fallout New Vegas because okay. it was it was made by Obsidian who made New Vegas. All right, gotcha. Um, and the last one that I was pretty excited about was probably Forza Horizon Five, just because it it's coming. It looks absolutely it gorgeous. It looks so good. Yes, it looks and really good. on game, it's going to be on Game Pass uh, right away. Of course, um, actually, my boyfriend because he plays Forza Horizon Four on Game Pass. He was like, oh, yeah, like Forza Horizon 5, what, it's free? I'm like, no, I pay for Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to look at it. It's a good deal. Yeah. But If you're already paying for it, then yeah, it is it's technically not free. free. It's not, but technically, though. So, yeah, I mean, if, any, if it comes to Game Pass, obviously, I'm happy, and it is. So that's me. Okay, <clears throat> so I had uh, Battlefield 2042. Uh, th- for pre-alpha footage, it looked great, number one. Number two, I've never played a Battlefield game, but when I saw a fucking tornado in the middle of the map, I was like, I can push people in a fucking hurricane. Oh, like, I yeah, can push yeah. a fucking tornado. Like, this is the best fucking game ever. I saw people, like, get caught in it. And I was like, I just want to cause chaos on this fucking map. This looks so fucking amazing. I don't think there's ever been a game that I've played personally where the obstacle's a fucking tornado, like mid-map. Like that shit was so mind-blowing to me. I was like, oh my God, I have to play this game immediately. We should all play and throw a game into the hurricane. Sounds like yeah. fucking great times. Like I really, really, really want to play that. And I had absolutely no interest in it beforehand. So that was pretty cool. Halo multiplayer being free to play um, or for, for actually free is pretty awesome because that was just really dope. Like, I'd love to also play that as well. So I got two really great first-person shooters on the horizon. And the other big one that nobody mentioned is Redfall. Redfall is literally my number one super excited to play video game from E3 because uh, the cast is fucking beautiful. They look amazing. The game, I, I, we haven't seen the game, obviously, because it was all cinematics, but mm-hmm. uh, the concept of grabbing three of your other friends and the four of you just going vampire hunting in an open world co-op area sounds fucking awesome to me. And then you get like psychic powers along with it. And I was just like, I'm so happy I have an Xbox because this is the number one title I think that I want to play from E3. Um that was my three positives. My only negative from Xbox was that everything else I pretty much already knew about, um, so I didn't care. Uh, yeah. Well, the other positive I will say is that a lot of it is coming uh, first to Game Pass, which is pretty dope. Yeah. So next up, we had the Square Enix presentation, which gave us um, Guardians of the Galaxy reveal trailer. Um, <laughs> Kate, why are you looking like that? Because I feel like, we, like we're all going to have the same negative for this one. Well, there's only one per person, so if someone's already said it, we can move on. Uh, the Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy reveal trailer, we had the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster coming to Steam and Mobile, not to consoles for whatever reason. Uh, the Marvel's Avengers Summer and Beyond schedule was shown, which is going to include uh, War for Wakanda. Um, we also got some uh, updates on the mobiles that I play, so I was pretty t- <laughs> excited for that. Uh, Babylon's Fall, we finally got to see what the fuck that looks like after so long and what it's going to be. Now it's a games uh, live service game, apparently. Mm-hmm. I cannot hear you. We can't hear you. 
Nope. Nope. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yes, now I can hear you. It's my cat's fault. I apologize, everyone. Um, not looking cool, Joker. Not looking cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got Babylon Fall. We got the Life is Strange Remastered Collection teaser and gameplay uh, for Life mm. is Strange True Colors. And, of course, they ended it with Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins coming in 2022. Um, I'm going to tie in the PC gaming show with this, if that's okay with you guys. That's 100% um, okay. Go for it. By not talking about anything that was shown off if there's something in the pc gaming show that you want to talk about uh now's your chance same thing with the future games show i'm gonna just tie both of those in because those both also happened on day two after square enix so if there's anything you want to toss in from those please feel free kelly can i start with you again anything from square enix or any of the others that you actually cared about uh square enix no <laughs> but if you want to i mean are like just drop into the pc game show. yeah if you want yeah go ahead um dying light too obviously i feel like most of the stuff that i'm mentioning i just already knew about yeah that was like, a big issue this year um mm-hmm. but Especially what i show. did not know about was jurassic world evolution 2 which i really liked the first one um yeah so they did the trailer and i really liked i don't know i I think it's going to be like pretty much the same game like i don't know how you make a sequel to that um just because it's like just you know like a builder kind of game where you just like run your park but i i really enjoyed the first one a lot so probably be checking out jurassic world evolution 2 um I don't know. Nothing nothing else really like yeah. I mean that's you know what's crazy. They showed yeah. Jurassic Evolution World or whatever like five times throughout E3. I was like, oh my god, if I see this trailer again. I it was crazy. Like I'm excited for it because I like the other one, but like what new are you really doing with it? Like why make a second one? Really? We'll you have know? to play to find out. <laughs> it's a good game, but uh Brandon. Yeah, so uh, I got three for the three positives from Square and like one from the future game show. So I'll run through them real quick. The first one, um, even though they just spend a little bit of too much time on it, I'm actually very excited for the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Like, I think it, I like, yeah, no, that's not our net, that's not our communal <laughs> negatives. I'm sorry, I actually am excited for that game. So, uh, yeah, so I saw it right. Um, it does need work, I will say that. But as far as what the core gameplay is offering, um, playing a Star Lord and like guiding the other Guardians and, and with, with the squad commands, it, it would be cool if play them. Could play them later in the game. That'd be nice. But I like what it's doing, where you get where you command them in battle. It gives kind of like a little tactical bit to it, in addition to the uh, character action aspect of it. And I love the choice aspect. Like it's very telltale, like with the whole you threw rockets, so now he's furious at you that you, that you had Drake throw him and whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm but I, I like the promise of what's what's being showed. Like I think there's a lot of promise there. I love the music in the in that trailer; it was fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of the game. Like um, that that general uh, thesis statement they showed is more than thesis. That was like a freaking essay and that Square Enix conference. It was like half the conference. It was half the conference. I I, I can't I can't deny that. Even as I as just as interested as I was, that was way too damn long for that one game. But I'm still excited for it. Uh, second one is um, Babylon's Fall. And I know this is another controversial one because a lot of people don't like the direction that game is taking. Um, but I actually am not... I, ha- I wouldn't say that I'm like... 
against it, but I'm not for it either. I like the idea that you can play this game with friends. It's a platinum game. Uh, when platinum is actually given time to work on a game, they do good work. The only time where platinum's work has been substandard was when they got rushed. Like that do like a license game that needed to come out in like three months or something like that. Um, so the fact that they're taking their time with this, I'm all bored with, with that. Live service games. I mean, I've said in many podcasts, there's a lot of those out there. But this one I'm willing to give a try. And hopefully it's like worthwhile content that they keep adding to it. And that what's in the game base is worth it. Because I really do want to give this game a play with co-op. It's, you know, four people. So that'd be not, that, that, that's nice. It's gonna, it looks like it's going to be fun. I'm, I, I'm receptive to see more. I haven't written it off like so many people have is all I'm saying. And um, what else was on Square? Uh, I still need to try that demo because I've been really busy the last few days. But I really am excited for the concept of Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. It's a neat concept. Um, I don't have much more to say about that. I got to really got to try that demo, but I like the idea of it, that it's like this darker, edgier take on the original Final Fantasy. That's such a cool idea that I, I, like, I just like the idea of it, that they're just going back all the way to Final Fantasy one as reference. And the other thing that I w- would have to say is a positive was in the Future Game Showcase that I don't think anyone was going to talk about is a game called Esports Boxing Club. Now, the reason why I'm excited for that is because I used to love playing Fight Night with like my cousins and whatnot. It was it was such a good time. But the fight they haven't made a Fight Night game in like since like 2006 or something like that. So as far as you know, they have all those like um, uh, Madden games or the NBA NBA 2K Live games, but the boxing sports games it just pretty much died. But this is very much like a you know realistic take on like boxing with like not only boxers that are currently fighting, but like you know, legacy boxers like Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier and all those good, good guys. Boxing is one of the few sports that I semi-regularly watch. I don't watch it as consistently as I used to, but it is one that I, I do care about. So if it's, it's the one realistic sports game that I'll actually, that I'll actually take a look at that when it, when it eventually does come out, hopefully it's good. And my only negative, <laughs> and this should have been a positive. It's so easily could have been a positive, but man, oh man, Am I not a fan of Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster not being on consoles, especially not the Switch? Like, <sighs> like it's okay. I get it. Steam and mobile is like a popular platform for them, but like it's it, it's so obvious that the console versions would have also done well. Like Switch, you know, has pretty much become the RPG hub. People are playing, taking it home or playing it anywhere. PS PlayStation hopefully has an audience because you know we got a seven remake as an exclusive to the system currently, along with sixteen coming. So you know there's an audience for Final Fantasy on PlayStation, even Xbox. Lately, Xbox has been seeing a resurgence of Square Enix games, like the Game Pass offerings that have been coming out lately. There's so much you can play on all those different platforms. So for them to be ignored, it's just like, I'm not even mad at it anymore. I'm just kind of, I'm disappointed. Like, it's like, you know what? When they release them on consoles, then I'll buy it. But until then, it does nothing for me. I do not want to play on those platforms for those. And that's me. The only reason I'm not too bad about the Pixel Remaster not coming to consoles is because that shit is ugly. Gabe? It is so ugly. They showed like the preview of that, and and I was here with Joe, and he was like, "That can't be it. That's so bad." And I was like, "That's the old one. It can't look like that for real." And then they kept showing, and I was like, "Oh my god, this looks so." They only they only really showed like yeah like uh, in bulk the Final Fantasy one because I think that's the first one that's gonna be like ready. It's like yeah, one looks ugly. That's worse than pixel art. I don't understand (laughs) how they. I I I, I, I'm I'm honestly I'm waiting for what the Super Nintendo pixel remasters look like like full in full because just just be perfectly honest with you man like the early Final Fantasy games don't look that good even like people really want those worse somehow. 
I don't want. I don't know. I don't know for. I don't know if I, if I agree that it's worse. It's just they've never looked that. I mean. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Compared to the original, because I've played the original Final Fantasy one. Yeah, I played the first Final Fantasy game like five times. Like I haven't finished it yet because it's a long game. But like I don't know. The the original definitely looked a little bit better. It might have been the screen. Yeah, it might have been something. But oh no, I mean, I feel like if you're gonna remake those games, you got to pull the Octopath Traveler, the the or the. Dragon oh, Quest Three style, it's work, but I mean, they did some work to make it look worse. Revert yeah. the worst work <laughs> yeah. that you did work to make it look worse. Yeah, I guess I gotta just Stop. take a closer look at them. I didn't think anyway. This shit is bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Gabe. Your turn. Um, so my first positive actually comes from the PC gaming show, and mm-hmm. that was the Chivalry Two gameplay. We knew the game was coming. We've seen bits and pieces of it, but that game is like actual bonkers to me. Like it just looks so funny for no, like obviously you're, you know, it's like team deathmatch battles and you're killing other people, but it's just like hearing people yell in old English while like you're throwing like a bow at somebody is hilarious for some reason. Um, So there was that one, uh, the Jurassic world uh, two thingy world evolution two, because mm-hmm. dinosaurs and <laughs> That's literally my only reason. Like, there's no. It's not because I'm just like, yeah, dinosaurs getting fun. <laughs> Ark, Jurassic Park, give it to me. Um, and I actually think that's it for positives. My negative is the Guardians of the Galaxy reveal trailer. I I don't need 20 minutes of very similar gameplay of very it choppy very long. gameplay. A very I, and I don't know. Tell me, I don't know if it's because I'm used to Peter uh, Peter Quilt, used to um that man who what's plays his him? name Chris Chris oh, Pratt's Pratt. like yeah. there you go. portrayal of the character, but this Star Lord seems whack, and I don't like that you can only control him and not play the other three. Um, because you could easily you could have easily made it like similar to what's it called, um, Ultimate Alliance the old Marvel game where you had a party of four mm-hmm. superheroes and like they all combo whatever. So yeah, wasn't a fan of that at all. Like I promise you, I turned on the presentation and within the first five minutes, I was like, I'm watching the heights because this is bullshit. <laughs> Literally it. That's how it went. Watching the heights people. It's a good movie. Yes. Uh, never mind. It's My a turn. good movie with controversy it's a really good movie and good music and yeah good movie good music maybe we'll do a review at some point anyway my turn go for it all right um i have nothing to say about the future game showcase or the pc gaming show all the money gonna come from square enix and i'm gonna start with the bad and i'm sorry brandon guardians of the galaxy looks so bad Uh, i knew this was coming so go ahead speak it looks really bad like it just graphically it looks really bad uh, the whole thing just seems so try hard. I didn't laugh a single time. I agree with Gabe. It's like uh, their Star Lord is really try hard. I don't see how any of the options that they showed that you have to choose even really matter much. Like you said, they're kind of like Telltale. I highly doubt it's going to be anything like Telltale. I really feel like, at least from what I thought, okay, you throw them over there or you don't, you're going to find a way to get the bridge down either way. So somebody's going to be mad at you for a little bit. The reason why I think the reason why I think it will matter is just because of what, when that happened, there was a message that said, Rocket is furious about your decision. And I think that I, I I don't I think a demo was a bad way to um demonstrate something like that. 
but that's why I think they did it. I don't even know if that's going to be the final game, if I'm being perfectly honest. I, I, think that, I think that was probably just to, like, show that it will have consequences later. Now, only time will tell if it'll actually matter, but I just the, – the promise of it at least interests me. But continue. It looks like it doesn't matter. Like, I've, every option they showed looks like it doesn't matter. Okay, either you send Groot or you send Rac- Rocket Raccoon. Oh, it's, the point being, the storyline is going to be the same. The, the actions are going to be different. I learned the difference between storyline and that uh, So the storyline is going to be the same, but the actions that you take to get there are going to be different, sure. But it doesn't seem like something that I would replay to find, like, what happens if I choose another option. Oh, like, it just neither would I. I don't think all. so. Um, it, I hate the way it controls. Uh, like, I, I don't... It looked really janky trying to control the other characters um, with the back buttons. Like, it didn't even look like it was performed well. Uh, the music in the trailer has been so overdone. Like, if I hear that fucking song again in, like, another game... Tra- the whole thing was just too much, too overdone. And they just showed more of it being too much and too overdone. And I'm so happy for everyone who is excited for Guardians of the Galaxy, but I am not one of those people. My positive is Babylon's Fall. I think it still looks cool. It's not as cool as it used to look, but Mm. I do like the fact that it is co-op. And my other positive is obviously the big one, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins. I played it twice already. I might even write, you know, an impressions about it. I don't like Dark Souls. This game is Dark Souls. I love this game. Like the the combat is very Dark Souls or Demon Souls rather, um, uh, and also for anyone who's complaining about what he looks like, he totally looks okay because the armor that you put on changes his appearance. And he he like as soon as you change his like button down Henley, he literally looks like everyone else. Excuse me, the writing's pretty bad so far. They all just say nonsense, but the combat is so so fun. I I've been playing it for hours, like the demo. Um, if you like Demon Souls you should definitely play it the classes are really cool it's like it, it's the best mixture of demon souls and final fantasy ever um you're gonna fight classic final fantasy um enemies like goblins and bombs and and uh i, I won't spoil it but there's a lot of um lovely little classic nonsense final fantasy you've got you know your mage class your lance class your you get the point. The game is great. At least try it out. I love that they're giving us a demo so that we can do the survey and provide feedback. It's really, really, really fun. If you don't like when, Souls games, you should still give it a chance. Yes. When does the trial end? Because it's. If you'd like to know, there's an article on hpcritical.com right now written by me that you can go check out and it'll tell you when the demo ends. Because I don't know off the top of my head, but I wrote it. So you should go check it out. <clears throat> do that. But pretty soon, I think it's, it's not, it doesn't last very long. <clears throat> yeah. So day three, because that was day two, right? Oh, yeah. We just finished day okay. two. Moving on right along the day three, the Mythic Games conference was apparently about Blanco's block party literally just that um and then there was the indie showcase which I'm not going to go over the freedom game showcase which I'm also not going to go over you guys can just talk about anything that you saw there that you that you enjoyed then there was the Capcom showcase which had uh Reverse going live next month including a brand new announcement of more DLC for Village because everybody loves Village. So uh, there's that. Um, we got Monster Hunter Stories trailer. Um, we also got uh, Monster Hunter Stories collaboration uh, with Monster Hunter Rise. And then we got information regarding the Capcom Pro Tour for Street Fighter V. Um, and of course, how can I forget the great Ace Attorney um story overview for the the new game that's coming out that was not mm. released here and then finally there was the razor keynote with a bunch of really cool razor stuff um three positives one negative kelly anything 
Um, main thing that I'll say is just Resident Evil Village. <laughs> yes. uh, I think the DLC will be cool. Um, and the REverse thing, I kind of wanted to check that out when, like, from the time that we first saw it, I was like, okay, okay, like, I'm listening. And that, um, uh, obviously, <laughs> honestly, the Razer things, I like Razer products. I use only Razer uh, perifs, so that was cool to see new tech. Um, but there's, like, nothing else that I have. Uh Honestly, this cat cafe manager could be something, but I don't think it's Marissa me. was hyped for that one. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks kind of cute, but I'm like, eh, spending money on that, I'm not exactly sure. So, Gabe? I got nothing. Yes! <laughs> uh, Brandon? Yes, I got some stuff. Um, I'll just keep this one to three. One that you did skip over was in television did like a 10 minute like video like a little earlier today, like uh, I think a little before the mythical games one. I just do want to talk about that a little bit because um, I had no idea what the hell this was going to be. I was like, in television, I don't think the guys that made that console in the 80s and just didn't anymore. But apparently, and I didn't even hear about this until the conference, but yeah, they're making them a new console called the Television Amico. And, you know, it was a it was a 10 minute presentation about this console. Short, sweet. The guy was just, Tommy Teller was just going through all of his points like pretty quick. It was, a, it was probably one of the better things of that, day just because of how bricks the pace was just talking about the console it looks promising it's that it's not positioned to be like a graphical powerhouse like the playstation or xbox it's just kind of doing its own thing like his controllers are like you know has these cool directional pads motion control its own screen you can play like a bunch of little cool looking party games and it's going to have like all these different like not only like new like games that are like made for like the family but it's going to have like they're going to remake like old Intellivision and Atari games to, you know, be a lot better than they used to be and look a lot better than they used to. I think it was a very promising thing. I don't know if I'm going to buy it because it's priced at a 250, which I'm going to be real. I think is a little too high for something like this. That it's definitely meant to be appeal more to like the casual consumer, but I'm, I'm still, I'm, I was interested. Like it like it was enough that I wrote an entire article about the damn thing. And they should be critical. So you guys want to hear more about what the Intellivision Amico is. I went into a like exhaustive detail about that presentation. So you guys can check it out there. That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing I'll mention is during the, um, Freedom Game Showcase. Uh, I'm going to just focus on one game in particular, but I will say that the Freedom Game Showcase was actually really charming. Like me and Marissa were both watching that live and we're just like, oh, wow, these games are like actually really nice. There's just like, it was just a nice, uh, charming display of like a bunch of games that we just like, really liked. The one that caught my attention though was a game called Dark Deity. Dark Deity is definitely inspired by Fire Emblem. Like if you just look at the Dark Deity trailer, it just... It reeks of fire emblem but kind of like in more like western fantasy setting but still with the whole same you know characters have multiple classes you can level them up you can get like a whole bunch of different characters they die they're gone you know it's it's it's, it's definitely inspired by fire emblem and that's most of the reason why i'm in, into it uh currently it's only confirmed for steam but i'm hoping it does come for other platforms but it was enough that i, I I'm, I'm watching it and the last thing, which showcase was this in? Oh, the Capcom showcase. Yeah, you know me. I love Ace Attorney. Everyone who's listened to this podcast knows I love Ace Attorney. I was so excited to see that gameplay video. Like, I, I could do without any more vi- uh, story gameplay because, you know, that game is built around story. I don't want to know too much about it. But I did like seeing the gameplay that Grace Ace Attorney is going to have. You get to work with <laughs> Herlock Sholmes to go through his deductions. Like, he makes a deduction. It's 
not completely wrong, but it's not quite right either. And you have to just kind of like figure out where his little holes are. You just got to like correct him so that you and he can work together and come to the right solution. And both of them do like the most stylish pose. Like they're going like, like this is like snapping while they're coming to the deductions. And by the end, they both in sync just go like, they snap together. It's so great. And then the fact that you uh, interview multiple jurors at the same time and try to like, you know, present stuff that will change their opinion so that, you know, the jurors will find your client guilty, not guilty, wow, find your client innocent. So yeah, I love Ace Attorney. It's it's a wonderful series. I love these new mechanics they're adding. Can't wait to see how it gets implemented in the uh, final game. And that's me. Yeah. Oh, the uh, ne- I'm sorry. The negative for uh, the thing was that so many of these conferences were just boring, man. That's 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 all I'm going to say. Like uh, we had to, obviously I managed to find some good nuggets. That was my three positives. But I was just sitting there taking notes for all this during this. So I was like, I'm dying. I could be writing something. I got to note all this. Stuff. Uh, I have more to say about that if we have time to talk about E3 as a whole, but I'll just leave it that for now. Well, I'm pretty much like Gabe. I didn't care. The only thing that did stand out for me was Ace Attorney. Um, I, I, I thought her lectures was hilarious. And um, I liked that you can, you know, weigh the skills, like you said. So that was yeah. cute. I never thought I'd play one. And then I saw that. I was like, well, I guess I'll buy this since there's nothing else shown today um, to entice me. Guess I got to go buy this one. Uh, so day four was all about um the play for all showcase which i'm going to not talk about and then nintendo which uh pretty much took over the day we had the direct and then we had the treehouse right after so i'm just going to talk about what nintendo had and then we'll go over that and then if we have time we'll talk about e3 as a whole <clears throat> well excuse me <clears throat> so oh, yeah i'm looking at the, i'm looking at this list now i have nothing to say about either yuriko or the play for all showcase like everything i'm going to talk about is nintendo <laughs> All right, so speaking of Nintendo, we have uh, the first announcement was Kazuya Mishima coming to Smash as DLC, of course, from Tekken. Um, he's going to have his own special presentation later. Life is Strange Remastered Collection is coming to Switch. Guardians of the Galaxy also coming to Switch as a cloud version. Um, Worms Rumble, Astria Ascending, Two Point Campus, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, Mario Party Superstars, Metroid Dread, um, Cruisin', Cruisin' Blast, uh, DBZ Kakarot, uh, we got more information on Mario Golf Super Rush. Monster Hunter Stories 2 gameplay. Uh, Wario Get It Together is coming. Um, Shin Megami Tensei 5 information in the trailer. Danganronpa Decadence, a collection of the four games is coming. Fatal Frame, Maiden of Blackwater coming. Doom Eternal DLC coming. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 is coming. Strange Brigade is coming. More, We got more on Mario and Rabbids uh, Sparks of Hope, the new one that was introduced during Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Um, Advance Wars 1 and 2 coming. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity DLC was shown. We got more information and uh, gameplay of Skyward Sword HD. Then we got the Game & Watch with Zelda 1 and 2 and Link's Awakening, along with the Link version of Vermin included. And finally, we got another trailer of Breath of the Wild 2. And we also got the information that... Um, there will be no other games in development for the 35th anniversary of Zelda. And that is everything that happened at Nintendo's press conference. This time, I'm going to start with Brandon. Yes. So I'll just go ahead and say the uh, the negative right off the bat, because it's not part of Nintendo's. It's the fact that that Bandai Namco presentation was advertised as a showcase. They only had one game. I was like, and they waited. That's the literally last- why I didn't announce it. it yeah. It was House of Ashes. Like yeah, five it was House of Ashes. It. Yeah, that would have been fine if they just said, hey, House of Ashes. But you go on that E3 schedule, it did not say that. It said 
Bandai Namco Showcase. We tuned in and it was that. So not cool. Not cool, guys. It's not that I'm not interested in House of Ashes. It's just that was that was not that was a that was a sucker punch for me. So I'll that's it. Um yeah, so all five of my positives are for Nintendo. I'll just yeah, just uh Kazi is cool. Um Danganronpa is cool. Those aren't part of my five. I just wanted to mention that. But yeah, the first one that I have to mention is Mario Party Superstars. Oh my god, I'm such a big Mario Party fan. And like the fact that this is it's taking the concept that was in Mario Party the top 100, 100 of the best mini games, but no boards and it's on the 3DS. That was a good idea executed badly. But this one, it's on Switch so people can actually play it together because it's on a home console. It's 100 mini games plus boards from the N64 era. Freaking great. Awesome. It's going to have online play. I'm just so excited for that. I'm just like a huge Mario Party fan. And for this one to be literally taking what made the original ones great and just kind of like, you know, remastering it for modern audience again with online play so more people can play it together. I'm just incredibly excited for that. I'm definitely, this is a day one. I'm going to play so much of that. Um, Second one is Metroid Dread. Yeah, dude. um, I played Metroid Fusion, which was the last like game in the series. And like, I've, like they said, it's been 19 years since the last uh, game in the series. For those who don't know, Prime is a spinoff that takes place in between one and two. So there's been new Metroid games since then. But the last one in like the mainline story was Fusion, which came out in 2002. And we're around 2021, and we're finally getting Metroid 5, which is Dread. So I'm finally happy to see what happens next because Fusion was kind of a cliffhanger that we're only now finally getting resolved that I'm very, I'm very happy to... Uh, to see what happens next. Like, the Dread is going to be great. And they say it's like the end of the Samus storyline. I don't know what the hell that means. But I'm excited for Metroid Dread because I, I really do like the 2D Metroids. It's going to be exciting. Uh, the third one for me is I love seeing the gameplay for Shin Megami Tensei 5. I'm even more excited for that game now that it's using the UI for Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which I absolutely adored. And, like, the world is, like, so open. You can see the demons on this on, this, on the overworld now. Like... It's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun. Like, um, yeah, it's basically taking all everything that's like been really good in the SNT series and just kind of applying it here. And I'm just excited to see that. Uh, fourth one would be Advanced Wars One and Two Reboot Camp. I'm a diehard fan of the Advanced Wars series, and that series has been dead since 2008. So the fact that the first two games are coming back in Switch form, I am. Uh, like intelligence systems is not even the one making it this is being done by way forward with guidance from intelligence systems and i was like damn they intelligence systems must be making nothing but fire now but that's okay hey, as long as vast force comes back in any form i'll take it and it's, it'll be fun it's gonna have online play too so i get to like go against other people in the uh, tactics online like dude i love advanced force so much i'm just so happy that it's finally back that was a huge pop-off moment for me <laughs> this game finally returned and the fifth one, I know Gabe is going to mention as well, but yeah, freaking a gameplay trailer for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever it will end up actually being called. You know, I had no expectations about this game coming out in 2021. I, I just didn't. All I wanted from E3 was just gameplay to know that, hey, this game isn't working out. We have something to show. They showed it. I'm satisfied. And there's lots for just in that trailer alone that we can speculate on. Gabe did an article about it where his speculations, but we could... On it, What's up? What are you gonna say? The article was 
about the news of it being presented. Yeah, I, I didn't do a true. speculation article but, yet. Well, you touched on it a little, but I but but to piggyback it, piggyback off that, if we wanted to do speculations based on the trailer, that could fill a podcast in itself because there's a lot to go on there. Obviously, that ain't this podcast, but I'm just excited for what we see. There's a lot of possibilities with the sequel. I can't wait to see more. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say about that. It was it, for me, it was a very uh, pretty good Nintendo Direct. I had a, a lot of stuff there that I cared about. It was tough to choose Else Five, which Dang, might suck into honorable nice. mentions. But you know, that's me. Uh, Kelly. Uh, I'm not like a super huge Nintendo fan. Um, but I mean, I would play Mario Party Superstars for sure. I think that could be really fun. I used to play Mario Party on my 3DS a lot. Um, it was always pretty fun. Um. Mm-hmm. Nothing else really for me except for that fatal frame maiden of Blackwater. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. That shit looks so creepy. I was like, I don't even. Is it like the grudge? Like, what is going on? Like, it's heavily based on the grudge, like, like Japanese. Yeah, it it was really creepy to me. Like, I don't even know if I could play it. It just like it like is gross. I don't know. Um, I believe that game is also coming out to PC as well. If you want to play it, okay. Like, it's not exclusive. I might. I don't know. I'm like, it might be too scary for me. Like, it looks really creepy. What? It looks really scary. I hate, like, the, like, water, like, long black hair, like, the ring or the grudge. That is, like, that will evoke something primal in me that I am not ready to address. (laughs) So... Like, I don't know, but um, <laughs> I, I think I'm, I would probably check it out if it came to PC, but I'm like, it looks pretty like horrifying in my opinion. But I think it's just like, I think the creepiness would kind of like wear off maybe. Cause it's like, yeah, maybe. I feel like it's pretty one dimensional, but I'm still like, I'd probably watch some more gameplay trailers. I'm sure they'll have more. Yeah, I'm sure. It was originally it? on Wii. I'm trying to see that's, where the that's console it. is coming. I don't, you know, it's so I funny. Don't. When I was watching, I was like, oh my God, Kelly. And, and then <laughs> yeah, it is like, coming to PC. She played Outlast. She can play this. And now you're telling me that you've got this it, issue oh with God. this thing. And I'm like, oh, well, now I want to see you play it even more. I uh, yeah. <laughs> it I'm looks pretty creepy, to be honest. It is co- it's literally coming everywhere. That's crazy. Switch, PS4, and 5, Xbox One, Series X, and PC. Wow. Uh, Gabe, do you want to go? Um, I'm gonna start with the negative. Okay, go for it. My negative, I don't know if this is cheating, is actually the DLCs. Um, really? Crazy yeah, comedy? I def I feel like Kazuya, like his trailer oh. was kind of one. It was too long, and then two, like I don't know. It it felt very like it was boring. Like I I don't like. <clears throat> excuse me like yeah like he had like the cool moments where he was throwing the fighters off the cliff and there was that little funny the moment creepy like i don't i got bored as shit i was like this is not this is not a good like fight like obviously i 100 percent feel like he's gonna be a really good fighter he's gonna fit in smash perfectly but his trailer was like i don't know like to me even min min's trailer was better than that and min min's like one of the Min Min was like one of the most hated dlc characters in smash but i didn't like it and then um, Hyrule uh, Age of Calamity's DLC. I mean, yeah, we got new information. Like, we have Link with nunchucks now. We <laughs> apparently get to play as a guardian, like one of the big guardians. Um, That's cool. And, you know, we saw we saw Zelda on a bike. Oh, fucking hot. <laughs> pretty, but, pretty like, cool. also, like, that, like, that, <laughs> that 
trailer. I'm sorry. You should have seen me. I was fangirling. <laughs> like, I saw the bike. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're bringing the bike back. And then, like, they showed Zelda's foot. I was like, oh. And then they showed Zelda. I was like, oh, my God. Um, how do you how do you know it was her foot? What have you been looking <laughs> because, at? Because Link, Link and Zelda wear different boots. You can tell whose okay. boot it is I gotcha. when you see it. Um, this is yeah, like, oh episode God. 69 but, question. <sighs> um, but, yeah, but, like, I, but like I definitely felt like that trailer moved like too fast. I was like, okay, we're getting on this stuff, but one, you're not saying anything, and then two, you're just showing us like two seconds of it. Um, and yeah, that was my negatives. My positives. The oh, fatal frame. Oh no, you said DLC. Yeah, it was yeah, it was one, it was two and one. Uh the fatal frame. Um but now I'm kind of not excited for it because if Kelly's going to be scared of it, then I'm definitely going to be scared of it. Although I do believe that the Switch version is going to look a lot less scary because of graphics. So I might get it on Switch for that. Uh, Fatal Frame, the, uh, what is it called, Brandon? The Mario Super Party. What is it called? I'm sorry. I Mario Party Superstars. Why can't I find it? Yeah, Mario Party Superstars. Um, This one definitely got my attention a lot more than super mario party whatever that came mm-hmm. out um and so yeah i'm gonna be buying that one day one too um my third one was where'd it go was oh um the super monkey ball banana mania oh yeah that was cool i love those games they're just like to me they're really quirky games so it's gonna be cool to have those the fourth one i lost it again I'm literally looking right at it and I can't see anything. The fourth one um, is probably, oh, Metro, my, there we go, Metro Dread. Um, I'm also really glad Brandon kind of broke down like how the games work because when they said Metro 5, I was like, well, what Metro Prime form? Yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. very confused, but thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. And then, of course, the fifth one, which I won't go into too much detail, uh, the gameplay for Breath of the Wild 2, the sequel, which I believe is going to be called Return to the Sky. I'm putting it out there now just in case. Um, but yeah, that was, it was just, it was, not, I think, but my favorite part of even that reveal trailer wasn't necessarily the gameplay, but it was how happy the director looked. Like, if you looked at yeah. it, he, he smiled when he was like, you know, we're finally bringing this to you. And I feel like the poor guy has been like, just beating like i don't know if he obviously has a twitter but like i feel like he's like oh my gosh the fans won't shut up about the trailer and it's like look what we have for you um so it was a really nice trailer, really beautiful we had a long-haired link or everyone's saying we don't know that's link but i'm just saying look at the first breath of the wild trailer they don't show link's face either they did the same thing in this trailer so that's 100 link uh it just looks so big like hyrule's always been a big world and then we have breath of the wild and it was like the most expansive biggest open world have we ever have but now like you look at the trailer and you're like oh my gosh you get to go into the sky and you're on the ground and just and they even showed off like new little i guess mechanics to it like you have you have the bad guys working together now you have like some of the uh riding atop of stone talos um i don't know what the hell link was shooting with his firearm but yeah it's just the game the trailer definitely showed a lot more than i thought we'd be getting this year yeah, like, I think I think it was just the right amount. Um, again, I wasn't really expecting a lot. Can you I, still hear I, me? I yeah, we can still hear you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, like it, I think it was just enough. Like I think the trailer itself was like two minutes long, or one minute forty nine seconds. Yeah, so it's almost there. So like that's that. Oh, we can't hear you now. 
okay for he was just testing his mute yeah um yeah i think i think it was just enough like this game is you know again not coming out until next year it's still a ways away and they're pro- that's probably all they could show like that's probably the state of it it was just enough just enough to like um you know let people know this game is still being worked on it's not like so early in the development they couldn't show a thing it'll come out next year it'll probably be late next year and that's fine i just i just wanted I to think, see it i think one of the things that excites me the most is that you know this game's going to be good and it's going to be big. And part of that is because, you know, they they said it, they're not working on any ports coming. So you have the yeah. full Legend of Zelda game dedicated, the full Legend of Zelda team dedicated to this game. Yeah. That's cool, I guess. I mean, I still, I, look, I still have my 3DS <laughs> and my Wii U, so that's why that news didn't hit me like a truck. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, I, do too. I was like, I'm okay with <laughs> that because the games look good. Like, the 3DS ones look good on the 3ds and the hd ones look good on the wii u so i'm like you know what as long as i still have them, i'm okay i'm sorry for the people that don't have them you know i, I know christy is one of the ones who was hoping for the ports yeah i just i just really hope that even if it's not this year i really hope wind waker in particular gets another about? chance i was because i was the, mentioning the, the, how how like is that what? another negative for you no, 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 no. That was, I was telling like, it's a positive. Cause like, you kind of know that this game is going to be so big and so expansive because it seems as the entire Legend of Zelda team is working solely on the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. But the whole, we're not doing anything else for the 35th anniversary. Surprising. Like I thought I was going to cry when I heard that. Cause like, I felt it coming in my jellies, but then like they said it and I was like, Oh, I'm okay. I'm surprised to hear that. But that's cool. Me, no, me but, too. I thought I was gonna like break something, but well, I was like, oh, I'm okay. I with guess that. you can get the okay, game. Watch, I'm gonna I talk guess. now because we're running out of time. My bad. Um, no, it's fine. You guys went on this lovely Zelda tangent, so I learned something about what I'm about to say, which was my negative, which was that there was nothing coming from 35th anniversary for Zelda, which I'm yeah. pretty sure people might be surprised that that's my negative. But that is my negative because I actually wanted to play some of these games for the first time and knowing that I can't play them on the Switch is very disappointing. I don't care how big Breath of the Wild is, honestly, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever it's called, I literally don't care. I'd much rather be able to play at least two to three of those titles that I've not played before on the Nintendo Switch. So that was probably the most unsatisfying portion of the Switch presentation. So I'm happy Gabe was okay with it, but I was not someone's Thanks listening to this and they're like hold on am i in the right universe did we i know it's because i've only been able to play uh the link's awakening. Uh, link's awakening and breath of the wild those are the only two i've ever played and i enjoyed both of them and so i really wanted to play you know majora's mask i hear all, all these things about ocarina of time and all these other zelda titles i've never been able to play it was the same thing with mario i never got to play the the ones that were in the 35th anniversary i never played those games before so having the opportunity was awesome still didn't play them because i didn't care but i actually cared about playing some of these and i can't so that was probably the most disappointing thing for me um the best thing was surprisingly monster hunter rise is that what that shit's called I didn't know that game looked like that at all. I had no idea what the gameplay was. Wait, you talking about stories like. too, actually? Yeah, sure. That's what it's called. Thanks. Okay. Um, I didn't know what the gameplay for that was like at all because every conference just showed like trailers and then Nintendo actually showed what it looked like. And I was like, oh, is that how this game is played? It's like a fucking turn-based RPG. Let's go. I'm actually much more interested in it. I thought it was like button mash bullshit again. So bad on you guys for not showing me that's what it was um not you guys like the people the 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 e3 people they would um, tell us the gameplay though like 
that's why it's so important that they do that because so people can actually know how these games play you exactly know? because i didn't know that's what it looked like until then mm. um metroid dread looked pretty cool and i thought kazuya coming into smash was dope and that was it so now that we've wrapped it up we got 10 minutes left for you guys to each tell me um how you felt about e3 overall i'm gonna give y'all two minutes each okay cool. yep. starting with kelly go ahead of course uh <laughs> so I, I felt like most of the things that i was excited about i already knew about save for like maybe one or two um but that's because that's what i was looking forward to seeing like i don't really think i cared or paid much attention to other stuff just because whatever um unless it was like jurassic world evolution because dinosaurs you know uh <laughs> or like some creepy lady with black hair and you know <laughs> i that caught my attention um like most of the other stuff i feel like i just kind of skimmed i i don't know i wasn't really wanting to give it my full attention because there were things that i was like eh I want to see but most of the stuff it was like repeats or like stuff that i just like we would never even play you know um and some stuff i was like pleasantly surprised like mario party superstars i was like oh shit, yeah like i haven't played a mario party game in ages probably 10 years but i mean i'd definitely pick it back up now that i have a switch mm. um i haven't played a lot of to be honest lately any games at all because i have kittens but i i think that if I had the time again, I'd probably pick up some of these games. Like, I just don't, I wasn't wowed. It wasn't necessarily bad. I just, I wasn't like wowed. Like there was nothing released that I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like nothing new. And like, I don't know, I guess Avatar was new, but it's not really new. It's just from a movie. Like it's not like, what's new, a new story, not a sequel, not a movie franchise already. Like, what's new not a remaster like you know i just nothing really like was new to me so um that was depressing it? yeah that's 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 it you were right under the two minute mark good job and i would like to say stranger of paradise final fantasy origins is new still not oh. well, I don't <laughs> know <sure about> <laughs> you don't give a shit there we go uh brandon two minutes tell me how was it for you yeah, so E3 this year, very much a mixed bag, but overall, I mean, there was definitely some positives that obviously I've said, we've said them, but overall, I think it was a little longer than two, if I think is the best way to put it, because, you know, because E3 was so weird this year being like online only, there was a lot of conferences that were there that I don't necessarily feel like they needed to, or at the very least, uh, it should have shifted priorities, like, some of those conferences just like you you sat through them and it's like why is this a full conference why is this or and then there was stuff that was announced as a conference that ended up being just a showcase of like one game or whatever like that it's just like it felt this year was this e3 was more quantity over quality in terms of like who was presenting such and such i think independent developers need e3 more than ever that's what this conference showed me but like the big developers, everything they showed, it was cool because it's E3, but they didn't really even need to necessarily do that. They could have gone the Sony route and just did a direct or an Xbox case, an Xbox uh, showcase extended or whatever. Um, it's just, there was just so much games announced. And that's great if you're just uh, like an, an every ga- kind of gamer. 
But there's just, I could see someone going into this just not caring about it. And then even when the big ones came out, there was just so much fluff in between, especially the Square Enix one. It's just like, as, a, as an E3 overall, it just felt like when I sat down to watch something, it wasn't as impactful as it was in previous years. Like, I felt like every time I went to a conference in past years, there was something I was interested in. And this year, there was just a lot of conferences I just did not care about at all. So, like, really, it's just Xbox and Nintendo were the only ones that had, like, really caught my interest. And Freedom Games, I guess, surprisingly. That's it. Okay, Gabe, two minutes, go. All right, um, for me, I feel like E3 out of the three major conferences we had last week, being um, the Apple, the WWDC, the game, what the hell is the game show? What, what, what was the Games Fest? Yeah, Summer Game Fest, mm-hmm. the beginning of that one at least. And E3, I definitely feel like E3 was the third worst out of all of them. Like, I had more excitement watching WWDC, which is weird because I'm not really a tech guy. Um, wow. <laughs> but I, I know. Um, I just I just didn't feel like, I don't know, like every time I turned on a conference that wasn't Nintendo, I was like... <sighs> um, but yeah, so obviously from that, you can gather that I think Nintendo had the better presentation. Some people might disagree. That's okay. I don't care about your opinion. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like especially like day three was very like day three was just not entertaining at all. And I feel well, like it was awful, dude. Yeah, and, and one thing I had to do is I, I had to keep reminding myself that like, okay, this is the first E3 after COVID. A lot of these teams, a lot of these devs, a lot of these game companies, you know, they, they this is all they have. This is all they can present because they haven't had a chance to work on that stuff. But even reminding myself that I was like, this is very underwhelming and I was not a fan. Like to me, the Elden Ring announcement was better than the first three days of E3. That wasn't even in E3. That's the crazy thing. That's the sad part. Well, yeah. It was like pre E3. Literally the yeah. game. Literally the game fest. Yeah. I'm like, one of those <laughs> announcements wasn't even there. Was that everything for you, Gabe? Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm done. Surprisingly. Um, 30 seconds early. Uh, for me, um, I think the best example of what happened for E3 for me was seeing a tweet that, um, what is that game? That Hades was coming to PlayStation. And mm. I don't know who was also, I, I don't remember who it was, but someone wrote and they were just like, oh, look, Hades coming to PlayStation. They didn't need an entire E3 conference to tell us. And I thought, that is 100% exactly what happens here because uh, we saw that Hades was coming to Xbox in the um, uh, Xbox and Bethesda conference. Yep. And, I, and I was like, yeah, no, all the stuff that Xbox showed us is either stuff that's not new um, or stuff that's coming to Game Pass Day 1, but it's not ready. Or, um, you know, I, I think this was just a lot of uh, tradition of keeping E3 just because it was supposed to happen. But mm-hmm. a lot of this could have been an email or a tweet or, you know, a Nintendo Direct or a, uh, yeah, I, I came away from it thinking, I see why PlayStation wasn't here. And I think they continue to make the best decision to not show up when they're not ready to show up. I think a lot of, unfortunately, I think a lot of developers feel pressured to do E3 to get that spot. And I, I also was wondering, like, how much did they have to pay for these time slots? Like, Right. I, I, at this point, I'm like, did y'all even pay for this? Like, did they pay you to be here? Um, because some of these make me feel like you guys were paid to be here just to have something. Um, but having said all that, you know, it was still a great three days for me. Um, just talking about video games. But unfortunately, 
um, there was nothing I don't think that stood out to me except for um, a Stranger Paradise Final Fantasy Origins and that didn't even like click until I actually played it because when I turned it on I was like oh this shit's kind of ugly um, but I played it and I was like okay I finally have a game to look forward to um, but to end this I do want to mention uh, the the conferences with the highest peaks for uh, viewership and Devolver had 1.1 million, Square Enix had 1.3 million, Ubisoft had 1.4 million, Xbox had 2.3 million, and Nintendo had 3.1 million. And, oh, and that is actually across, the highest? Um, hmm. Yes, and that is across uh, Twitch and YouTube gaming between the 12th and the 15th, obviously. Hmm. And I, I wanted to bring that up because I think that those numbers um, not only do they tell a story of what people were expecting and what people were looking forward to, but it also says that people are still tuning in and the conversation is still being had. I don't think that E3 should ever like go away, even though I'm talking mm. that shit. I do want to just end by saying I don't think E3 should go away. And with that, is there any last comments that you guys like to make about E3 before we wrap this bad boy up? Last comment I'll make is that I agree with you that E3 is something that should not necessarily go away. Um, I think it definitely still needs to exist. I think there's still room for it. Um, but I do think that they should probably, uh, you know, look at what did and didn't work this year and hopefully help forge it to be even better next year. Because, you know, there was some stuff that was about to see through that was good and some that was not so good and they could definitely improve. It just, it should exist. It definitely should. Just, yeah, get that feedback. Assassin's <laughs> Creed took a year off and look how well that did them. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like COVID was really bad. So I think everyone, instead of doing like this big E3 thing, I think that the companies were doing really well with releasing their own, you know, Nintendo Direct, PlayStation State of Plays, um, Xbox, whatever showcases they're called. I feel like everyone was doing pretty good doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you bring the hype of putting everyone together and the disappointment of um what was shown off like there were there were some there were definitely some indie gems but i i'm kind of like kelly i didn't come away with anything brand new that i really enjoyed and then the new stuff that was announced like sorry brandon like that avatar game i was like who, like who asked for this like i don't know who asked for this game <laughs> like, not that it's a bad game i'm sure it's gonna be great i love the avatar movie i'm not a, I'm i hope not it's a good talker. um i love the avatar film i was just like this is the strangest thing i've ever seen like where did this come from uh but in any case, it's all over. If you do want some coverage for E3, definitely check out acecritical.com. We've got lots of coverage over there, and pretty soon we're going to have some impression articles. Uh, we got some reviews going up. Uh, we got, uh, you know, your resource for all the videos from E3. A bunch of stuff's going to be up there, so definitely check it out if you have not, acecritical.com. Uh, also, if you're listening to this and you have an opinion about E3, you can totally tweet us, but be nice because I'm just going to delete your tweet if you're not nice. I don't even know if I can do that, but I'll say that. Either he's gonna delete it or i'm gonna say something mean to you and then i'm gonna have to delete both of those because yeah. we're gonna be positive about either so don't give me more um yeah so check out hbcritical.com you can obviously reach us all on twitter um or at the website hbcritical.com next week i'm probably going to read out that really shitty email that we got um because i love reading out really bad emails they make me laugh um we're also most likely going to have a special guest who's a wonderful developer so uh stay tuned for that and with that i think we're all good so uh good night everybody hey good night everybody